This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is Max Cohen and live outside of Craven Cottage is Joe Tyvey and Emilio Dinello. This is our initial reaction to Fulham's very disappointing 2-1 to loss to running our initial reaction show. Let's not waste any time, guys. This is very disappointing. Joe, I'm going to go to you first. Your just opening thoughts on what you watched at Craven Cottage today. Um... Yeah, I mean it. It was disappointing because I I was I was turning up uh, ex- expecting three points. Um, looking at Reading in the table, looking at how we 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 can score freely. Um, I, I know I shouldn't should never do that, being a Fulham <laughs> fan. But um, yeah, it was um, it was disappointing. Um, I mean we 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 had enough chances to win. Absolutely. Uh, not we just did, we didn't. Yeah, I mean, Reading had uh, didn't well started off quite well. Uh, although we had a bright start, they countered quite well yep. and um, scored a, a very good finish for their first goal. Second goal looked a bit sloppy from our side of things, yep. um, but we we still had you know de- decent chances. Hit the post, hit the bar. Um, and, um, you know, we should have converted more than one, one of them, uh, but you got punished. We got punished today. And, uh, it's a wake up call that this division is not a walkover. Nope. Uh, never has been. Um, even though we did, you know, I expected and a lot of us expected, um, fairly comfortable day. So, uh, wake up call, but I'm not panicking. Okay. Emilio, over to you. My first thought after watching this match, I think you're going to like what I'm about to say, not like the result. It reminded me of the Hull City match two seasons ago when we got punished. It felt like that again. What are your thoughts? Yeah, good point. It did feel like that against Scott Parker when we had Scott Parker as manager a couple of years ago. I think the Bristol City game as well that day when we lost 2-1 yes, and we got a late, thing. a late goal to give us some hope, but... Overall, we had enough chances in the game, like Joe said. You know, it was we all I predicted a three-one win, uh, and we started so brightly I. the first ten minutes. 
But then, you know, well, we're, we're always under pressure from the counter-attack from Reading. We gave away two stupid free kicks in halfway in the mid, middle of our own half. Um, we, we conceded another. We were just a bit wasteful in front of goal and we conceded a few too many free kicks. We had a terrible referee, one of the worst referees I can Horrible. remember. He set a bad precedence, early yellow cards, and that was a tone for the rest of the game. Any foul, yellow card. But, you know, we had enough... We had enough chances there to, to get something out of the game. And we were wasteful in the first half. Bobby Reed, one-on-one, you've got to score. You right. know, hit the bar, hit the court, you know, hit the post. It's one of those bad days in the office. I'm not going to panic, but, you know, two defeats in a week does slightly concern me. I think we touched on this at the beginning of the season under Silva, his defensive record. We're starting to see a few goals conceded, a bit of sloppiness. We gave Reading's hope and opportunity to score goal, which they, they took full advantage of. So, overall... I think we threw that game away, to be honest. I'm disappointed. You know, that's that's what frustrates me. You yeah. know, they're a poor team, but that's they not a great to our weaknesses team. and we gave them opportunities and, yeah. and they took they they capitalized. So overall yeah. have to give on reflection, we didn't deserve to lose, but the scoreline suggests, you know, otherwise we lost and you know we have to move on. I agree, and uh I'm just gonna say this and go over to you, Max. This Steve Martin referee, he's not funny. Okay, I'm being serious. He's not he was terrible, but that's beside the point. He's not the reason why Fulham lost in this match. When we look back at the Birmingham City match, Fulham were very clinical. They weren't clinical here. And I'm just going to throw this out to you. And I I said this to you earlier. I think the turning point of the match was Bobby Decadover-Reed's miss early on. They score there. I think this is a different match, Max. Just give me your overall thoughts on this loss. And do you agree with me on that early miss from Fulham? When we go behind, we don't inspire confidence that we can go back and win the match. And it's only been two times a season in the league, and it's the past two Saturdays, Blackpool and the oh, today against Reading. Yeah. And it's not really good enough. Yes, we had enough chances to win, and yes, the finishing was poor. But for too often that second half, it, it just seemed very forced. The ball's out wide, the turbo crosses. Cavaleo should not be starting. I'm sorry. That, that was a disappointing performance from him. Yeah. I don't want to see him in the starting 11 again this season because so many crosses were to the keeper. And when we have all that possession, yes, we created some chances, but most of the time in that second half, when we needed to be at our best, we looked lackadaisical. And that's so disappointing. Uh, as Joe said accurately, it's a wake-up call. Yeah, Not, not time to panic, but no. the championship, we're not going to walk this league. You know, Bournemouth at the top of the league now. You know, that has to be a wake-up call for us oh. too. But oh. sides are going to give us a, a tough time of it. And honestly, Reading played some very good football today. And they had a game plan. They stuck to it perfectly. We have to be ready for when teams sit back on us. And when we go behind, I've not seen it at all this season that we can flip the script in a match. If we go ahead, it's all well and good. And it's all smooth sailing. Where is the character from when we go behind? We can't really get back into it. That's actually a great point. Joe, I want to get your thoughts on that because we've shown that we're great front runners. Fulham are great front runners. They are dominating when they are ahead. Yeah. When they have dealt with adversity so far, they haven't passed the test, show because no. they had opportunities to get back in this match. Like you said, you have Mitro hitting the crossbar. Obviously, early with Bobby decadova Reed. Late on, you have the opportunity from Josh Onima. That's not his fault. That was a great save by the goalkeeper. You guys probably got a good view of that. Well, you have that many opportunities when you're creating. But to Max's point, it did seem forced when we went behind. It, there did seem to be a little bit of a panic in Fulham, even down 1-0. They just didn't seem to be the same team. So what are your thoughts about all that? Do you think that this is something – again, I still think Fulham have a very good chance to win the league. I, nothing has changed my mind. 
but they need to fight through adversity better than this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Max does raise a good point. Um, although I'd counter that by saying it is early days. Um, I was there at Blackpool. I took my daughter up there for um, Sorry to uh, hear a that. weekend. Uh, yeah. No, it was, a lo- it was a lovely weekend apart from the result. Um, right. But um, uh, And and we, we did struggle once we went behind to um, break the team down. But you, you've also got to look at the opposition. They know that we're one of the best, if not the best team in the division. And when they get a goal and they get ahead, you know they're going to they're going to shut up shop and they're going yep, to keep that's... it tight, and um, you know they're going to frustrate us because that's the only way they're going to win. If they if they're going to play open and expansive, they'll get uh, they'll get murdered. So um, it is a good point. Uh, let's see how that pans out in terms of um, having the character to come back when we're behind. Because as Max says, um, in the other games that we've won, we we basically um, sort of just uh, took the lead early and just built on that. And that was, it was nice and easy. So when the backs are to the wall, let's see um, what happens in the future. Uh, but yeah, we, we need to keep an eye on that. Absolutely. It's a, it's a great point over to you, Emilio. What are your thoughts about that? Because again, Fulham great when they're ahead, but when they face mm-hmm. diversity, when they go down, especially also when they don't score that early goal, that's why I go back to a turning point of the match being the Bobby Decadover read miss. And again, it shouldn't be him missing that things go awry, but they did. So what happens when you go down? How do you react to it? And like Joe said, you have a team that got ahead. They put everyone behind the ball. They were just waiting for the counterattack and they knew how to neutralize us. So this is going to be a challenge now for Silva and the players that they're going to have to overcome adversity in situations when teams go ahead on them. They're just going to make it difficult on them. Yeah, and I think I sort of take a slightly different perspective. I don't disagree with what the guys have said, but I look at the, I look at our starting eleven again. And then many of us weren't necessarily over complaining as such, but I think the balance in midfield was quite poor. I, th- I thought we were grossly under strength in that middle of the park, and I think that played to, to Reading's hands. You know, I okay. think Shalabar. Started off brightly first ten minutes. I, I thought he had a had a generally a poor game, to be honest. You know, me and Joe and others around us were crying out, "Make the change, Marco Silva, half time. Bring on Mooney's and bring on Onuma." We actually said that. And so my turning point in the match is Silva not making changes until we're two down. For me, one nil down. You've still got forty five minutes and and added time. You didn't make the change, Silva. You waited till the fifty fifth minute when we're two nil down to make those changes. Too late for me. You saw things weren't working quite right in midfield in the first half. We gave away possession quite cheaply. Um, both goals, I think, were our own downfall to some extent. Yep. Um, we looked generally just quite under strength, quite weak. Seri had an early yellow card. So, again, he was he was sort of, you know, another foul. He would have been off. So, again, there was a tactical change when he got substitute. So, for me, I think we should have made some changes at half-time immediately, regained the balance and strength in midfield, and that would have given us more hope and more opportunities to get something out of the game. If we scored early in that second half, we would have won that game. Unfortunately, yep. Silver, I, I'm going to criticise him because he's not God here. Just because he's had a good start, a good start of the season, he's made mistakes. You know, and yep. but again, we, we we don't focus on those, so we give criticism where it's warranted, and sure. we give, you know, and also similarly with uh, with productivity. But I think the midfield was you know was weak today, and we I think we saw that that played to Reading's hands, and you saw the two goals stemmed from maybe just not lack not having enough strength and depth in that middle of the park. Okay. So, who would you have gone with, Emilio, if you were Silva? 
I would have changed it at half time. I would have brought Onama at half time. Okay. And bring on Mooney's. Give him a chance. Give him 45 minutes at home in front of the home crowd, 1 0 down. We were all saying it around yep. us at half time, but not when you're 2 0 down. You've gone, you, that's, you, made some, you made some changes there. I would have changed it immediately at half time. Something wasn't quite working that first half. You know, maybe Mitrovic was unlikely that nice touch hit the yep. underside of the crossbar. Another day that would have gone over the line, 1 1, half time. We would have gone on to win that game. But it just, just the balance of that midfield just didn't feel right to me. To be honest, okay. I think the Reading capitalised on that throughout, and they counted brightly, especially in that first half. Have to give them credit. Yeah, you have exactly. to give Reading a lot of credit because they set up beautifully against us. They just played us on the counter, and uh, both goals again. Give them credit for both goals. But Max, what are your thoughts about that? You know, it's funny because I'm going to just share this comment. That's very funny, Chris, because again, I was just talking about Scott Parker. I don't care that they're top of the league. I don't want Scott Parker back. I don't want Parker Ball. I know what we're dealing with with a loss today. Nothing changes with me on that. But here's something that is a good point by Emilio Max. I always complain that Scott Parker was reactive. Was Marco Silva reactive in this match instead of being proactive? Thoughts on what Emilio thought that there should have been a change at halftime. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fair point. I think whenever we play Serie from the start, we're going to be essentially a man down when we're playing defense because he doesn't track back. And I think if you look at both of the goals today, you can point a finger at the center mid in that situation. Do we miss Harrison Reed? Yeah, we miss Harrison Reed 100%. I think we also miss Fabio Carvalho. We didn't have a creative spark. Um, yeah. Wilson, I thought, was off the pace. No one really played a good match there. I think no. that's fair to say. And that's kind of what worries me is consistency is key in the championship. You have a lot of matches coming thick and fast. If you're losing, you know, two Saturdays in a row, there's an issue there. It's not a big issue, but I think the injuries are starting to creep up on us now. You know, we have this great squad depth, but when you're missing key players in there, it's going to take its toll. I think um, with what Emilio said, that's fair. I think Anima made a difference when he came on. I think Manu's definitely made a difference when he yes. came on. First of all, let's give point. him a shout out. Great goal. Great goal. He seems like someone who can be in the mix there. And I didn't think we were going to score if we played 100 50 minutes, you know, today, honestly. So it's great that he got in there, got that header. He has a good sense. Obviously, I want to see more of him. And he's still young, but he looks like a decent player in the box. Yeah, changes had to be made because Emilio's right. If we make those changes at halftime, yeah. you get an early goal, it's 1-1. Once you went down 2-0, you felt the game was gone. Okay. Very interesting observation from Emilio. And again, like I said, I'm going to be consistent here. If he's being reactive like Parker, I'm going to call it like I see it. That's a very interesting discussion we're having because of Emilio. Emilio, I'm glad that you brought that up. Joe, I want to go to you, and I want to talk about the first goal in the first half. The timing of it was horrible because Fulham were on top. They did not take their chance with Bobby Decadover-Reed. You know, again, I say that the turning point was was Bobby Decadover-Reed's miss, but... The goal here, and again, I don't think you can blame the goalkeeper on this. I don't think there's anything that he could have done. How about Dennis Adoy on this? What are your thoughts on the goal, the first goal? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't, I can't remember too much about the build-up. Um, I would say that that, that, that goal came uh, as a culmination of Reading's best spell in the game. Yep. They, were, they were passing it through our midfield quite, quite easily. And countering quite quickly, um, and um, you know that that finish was was top class. Yeah. Um, I think um, apologies, I, I can't 
remember what happened in the build-up to it. All I saw in the replay at halftime was, um, you know, maybe a bit of uh, a lack of uh, closing down before he he got the shot away. Um, but you know, I, I thought that it was coming. Yeah. Uh, even though we started brightly, Reading did get back into it before their goal, their first goal, um, and and provided a couple of dangerous uh, situations before that. So me and Emilio said it wasn't surprising when they scored. Um, I, I just think um, the second goal is uh, it was more cause for concern in terms of uh, how Fulham dealt with it rather than the first, because it was a good finish. Okay, that's very good. And Emilio, I'll go to you and let's talk about the second goal. I, I said this to you and we'll have to get a better look at this mm-hmm. afterwards, but when I was watching, and again, you guys are there live. I don't know if you got a good view of this. I thought the ball went out. I totally thought the ball went out. But regardless, you got to keep playing. And the play continues, and they score another goal. This is a poor goal to give up the mm-hmm. second goal, Emilio. I want to get your thoughts on Azaria scoring a second goal. That was the match winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think just touching on the first one, I agree with Jake. So okay. the first goal. You know they had this, they had a free, a free kick early on, and I think again we conceded a sloppy free kick, which our goalkeeper made a good save, a fingertip save, and then a second free kick we conceded as well. So again, we we were bit, you know cre- you know you know giving too many different you know d- too many free kicks away in that first half, like, and we were a bit wasteful, not just finishing, but also with our with our passing and with our fouling. But the second goal, I think it was on the other side of the pitch, and yeah. me and Joe were reflecting on that. For me, it looked like was there a misunderstanding between Dennis and the keeper? For me. Obviously, wrong side of the pitch. Could should the keeper have come for the ball? It just felt like we just the ball looped over Dennis. From what we could see, we haven't seen. None of us have seen the replay. Admittedly, but all I can recall is there seemed to be a no, misunderstanding. It, was there a misunderstanding? It was Tosin actually. It was, was it actually. Tosin? Wasn't it? Yeah. Was oh. there a misunderstanding between Tosin and the keeper? Was the keeper was the keeper looked a bit static to me? But again, I've not had the hindsight of watching a replay. Just the first yep. reaction was, I thought there was a misunderstanding between defender and keeper, and the keeper maybe could have done better. And then you know, the, the Ijaria comes in. I think that was more and, on Tosin, right, Max? Yeah, more, that's what it yeah. felt like to me. But again, I haven't seen it. was the other side of the pitch. So I haven't, and I yeah. haven't seen a replay. Okay. Very interesting. And uh, Max, what did what you are guys your... see? What did you guys see then specifically around the goal? What, 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 what actually happened there? Obviously, we have another luxury of seeing replays. Well, for me, it was on Tosin. But Max, what are your thoughts about the second goal? Yeah, I think, well, the first issue is Reem gives the ball away. Yes. And we can't be doing that playing out of the back. We just can't be. And then the other issue is, um, I'm not sure who scooped it over to Ajaria. might have been Swift. Um, but he just has no pressure on him. And if you look at Sari, Sari's the only center mid I saw there, so Shallow was nowhere to be seen. Yep. Sari's almost sitting at the edge of the 18, not pressuring uh, Swift when he loops it over. So there's just no really pressure on that assist. And then, yeah, so I, I wouldn't point fingers at the keeper because Tosin was quite a ways away from yep. the goal. It wasn't as if Gazaniga could have gone out. No. And punched it. And Tosin just kind of gets out muscled and misjudges the ball. And it was, you're right, it was very static because everyone just seems to be standing still watching. And he has all the time to slot at home. So it was a bit disappointing, that, that second goal. Yeah, definitely. But let's uh, finish up. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the goal from Mooney's. And then I'm going to get the guy's biggest takeaway from this match when we look forward after the match. Okay. Over to you, Joe. I want to get your thoughts. Former down 2-0. It's getting in late stages. And Muniz came on, and he has an instant impact. 
you know, again, I, I thought he was uh, bright, but his goal comes from, again, another header from Mitro, heads it to him, and he puts it in the back of the net. Let's talk about the foam goal. Your thoughts? Yeah, it, um, I mean, we were getting desperate then. Um, we were pumping balls into the box from the from um, midway in their in their half, and um, uh, I, I I thought we weren't weren't going to score. It's going to be one of those days, but but great for Muniz to score his first goal. Uh, really pleased for him, yeah. um, and he was there where it counted, um, and that is a, that is what you want from a striker. Um, I, I believe his 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 main um, uh, attacking threat is is with headers, and uh, he was in the right place at the right time. Um, so really pleased for him. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, it might be interesting to see if, if, if Muniz and um, Mitro become a pairing in the future. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, very good for Mooney's coming from the Brazilian league. This is a yep. totally different world for him. Uh, he's got to try and settle um, not just his football, but his family life and his home life. So it was great that he got off the mark. Um, after two subs appearance, he's got his first goal. Yep. I, and I think that's a positive to take out of this. Your thoughts, Emilio, because it's very interesting how we'll, he play will he play with Mitro up front? Will it be a pairing? I thought it looked pretty good together. What are your thoughts? Definitely, I think that was one of his early touches. He had a really nice, you know, silky touch. I remember that was one of the, one of the early moments I saw of him. So you know, that gave us a lot of hope. He's a lot bigger than I thought he'd be. Again, looking at him, you know, face to face and on the ground, he's a big bloke, to be honest. Yep. Worryingly, I saw him. He picked up a knock about five. 10 minutes before the end of the game so I don't know if you guys saw that but he was limping yep. lot, you know, five minutes before the end of the game and right through the added time so hopefully he's not picked up an ankle injury or some sort of hamstring it, doesn't, it didn't, that didn't look too good to be honest but there's, there's hope there I think him and Mitrovic potentially could be a good good pairing there to be honest he's going to have to play more games but clearly he's, he's picked up a knock so we need to see the outcome of that but you know, the guys behind me were saying some of the uh, video clips they've seen in Mooney's were all from headers. And clearly he was in the right place and then scored a header you know, and gave the fans some hope. But it's, you know, it's one of those things, a little, too little too late. But Too little too late. But we exactly. still had enough quality there. You know, it was like, to Max's yep. earlier point, a lot of crosses into the box. Some of them not too good. Some of them, you know, keeper made a great yep. save from Monomer at the end. I thought that was I thought that was going in. And maybe we'll debate also the Mitrovic. You know, we, again, we haven't seen the, the the incident there at the end, but our reaction immediately, right in front of us, was he was tugged. Mitrovic didn't go on the ground immediately. I don't know what the replays are suggesting. We felt it was a penalty, but I'd like to see what you guys think based on the replays that you guys have seen. Max, what are your thoughts about this? And I'll just share that gentleman Jim thought that Mitro just went down. Well, I'll just share that with you guys. I thought he stood. Up. I thought he stood up quite well. I thought you know he looked quite okay. strong, didn't he, Joe? I don't know what you saw, but from what I saw, Mitrovic stayed longer on his feet than maybe he would have done normally, which intended that he was, he was trying to do his best to stand his feet, and then maybe got pulled a little bit too hard, and you know, and then fell. Didn't I? Don't think he fell dramatically from what I saw. But then again, okay. on the, at the in the moment, you sometimes you sort of take a different perspective, don't you, when you're there hoping yeah. to get something right. You know, and as we always say, Emilio, it's the hope that kills you. Yeah. Especially yeah. at the end of a match like that. It's the hope yeah. that kills you. Max, what are your thoughts about it? You and I saw replays of it. You know, again, uh, I just heard Gentleman Jim keep saying that he thought that Mitro went down pretty soft. I'm paraphrasing, but he didn't seem to think it was a penalty. I tend to agree with that. 
Yeah, I think it was. He was kind of leaning into him, looking for it. But it was actually unfortunate because Anima was coming around and looked like he might have had a shot off. Yeah. And Mitrich kind of swung a leg at it and took the ball away from his own player. But yeah. it was all kind of frantic. And although it was nice that we were really piling on pressure in stoppage time. It's not enough, though. It, it, it's too hurried. And you take a step back and you say, yeah, it, it's Reading at home. And that just would have been for a point. So just I know. by that token, it was a disappointing afternoon. Absolutely. Regardless, even if they got a point out of it, it was going to be disappointing, Max. And let's finish up again. We, we will have uh, – going to say we're going to have another combo show i the combo shows have been great which will preview the uh leads match and then we'll look back at this in a more post-match style show but what's the biggest takeaway you take out of this match uh max when you look back at it i think joe said the best when he let off the show is a wake-up call you know we've had a lot of happy times didn't we say that after the blackpool match yeah, we did. We did do. And I think we responded well in the week, but I think this is a bit more worrying. You know, you got two losses in consecutive Saturdays. It's a tough league. Um, and yes, we have the quality, but I think so much of our success rests on getting the first goal. Yep. And either we get that first goal, which I'm happy to do, or yep. we find better ways to get ourselves back in a match after trailing. And I think people have pointed to Marco Silva's record at Everton, disappointing point tally after going behind. That can't happen at Fulham. In the no. championship, you're not going to have smooth sailing up 1-0 every single match. You need to fight back. So, again, right. not saying we're not going to get promoted, not saying that this is a disaster, but this team just understood in the, in the past week, this division, there are no easy matches, and they have to step up a bit more. And I think we'll get players back from injury. Carvalho coming back will be big. Reed should be back. Um, and we'll have more rotation. But yep, definitely I agree. Over to you, Joe. Do you agree with Max that the biggest takeaway is is also what you said at the beginning of the show? Yeah. Um, I, like I said before, Max did raise a very good point about um, how Fulham play going in front and how we play going behind. Yeah, really good point. Um, I suppose um, uh, in a lighthearted way, my uh, takeaway from this game would be don't come to Fulham ever expecting what a win. <laughs> uh, you know, because I, I don't often do that. Um, but I, I thought today I'm just going to turn up, today, though, right, turn up and, and three points it. in the bag. Yeah. So I'm not yeah. doing that again this season. No. <laughs> well, honestly, every, Joe... every, every, every blade of grass, every tackle, every shot has to be fought for in this league. Yes. And uh, I've, even though the, the, the results have been spectacular, some of them, yeah, fours and fives. Um, I can't, I'm not going to take this uh, league for granted. I totally agree with that because I'm going to tell you, watching it before the match, I had that same attitude and shame on me because this league is vicious. It eats you up and every opponent can beat you. And I don't care who it is. And we found that out again today. Reading are just an average championship mm-hmm. side. Blackpool are below average championship side. And look what's happened the last two Saturdays. Mm. Emilio, what's the biggest takeaway you take from this? And we'll wrap it up. Um, I think it's similar to what the guys have said, but I think it's, it's how, we, you know, how we recover from a, de- a defeat. We recovered well against Birmingham and won comprehensively midweek. We've got to do the same again in our next league game against Coventry City next week. But it's, you know, I was hoping to go unbeaten all season at home. That would have been nice. But unfortunately, don't take nothing for granted. And that's why I thought after the Blackpool defeat, it was good to lose early in the season because it's a wake-up call and you can start to reset expectations. But to lose twice in a week, I'm not worried. I'm not panicking. But 
what is seemingly an easy-ish start to the season, we've lost a quarter of our games. So yep. that's just a little bit of a just a bit of a reset there, to yep. be honest. And I think, you know, obviously, we said we haven't we haven't picked up any points after going behind in the, in a league game this season. So that's something we need to work on. But it's it's about focusing. You know, we've got yep. we've had a few injuries, but this squad is is probably the best in the division. So we should have enough quality and depth there to to replace the likes of Harrison Reed and Kenny Tete. But we're starting to see, you know, we're not, you know, Birmingham we were good. But Blackpool, one off bad game today. Reading took the capitalised on our mistakes and you know they they turned us over. So I think let's yep. just move, look forward. We've got enough quality here, but it's I think it's just we just need to have reset those expectations. Like the guys have said, yep. we're not going to walk this division as easily as people no. think. And there's going to be harder games than tonight, today, and Blackpool. So we we've, we've got to rise above this and actually just turn all the teams over. Just play to our play to our strengths. And at times today, I think we were just wasteful. And we we gave Reading too much possession, and they looked dangerous coming forward. And I think that's that was our own downfall, to be honest. I think Fulham panicked when they went down. Yeah. That's what yeah. I think, and that's my biggest takeaway from this is that they panicked, and they were having trouble fighting through the adversity. And yeah. I think really good teams, championship teams, do a great job of fighting through adversity. Mm. They need to do a better job of it. Like uh, Max was saying, the record of Silva's team at everything coming from behind isn't great. Mm. They need to do a better job. Max is 100% right on that. What I come out of this, if they don't fight through the adversity, they won't get automatic promotion. They're going to have to do it. They're going to have to learn to do it because you're going to be down. And that's something that we we already talked about. They're great front runners. I need them to be a team that really focuses and finds a way to win. This is finding a way to lose. They found a way to lose today. You need to find a way to get points when you're behind. They need to do a better job on that. That's my biggest takeaway. They need to do a better job of fighting through adversity. They did not do a good enough job today. And uh, they got what they deserved, the two-to-one loss. That's my thought. I know you guys might disagree with that. And that's the pressure that comes with, it, with being the favorites to win the, the league. So, that's again, that's something they have to think. They have to right. Right, but they it. have to take that yeah. pressure on, Emilio, and they yeah. have to fight through that pressure. Are they yeah. feeling the pressure? It's adversity. They need to fight yeah. through it, and they need to do a better job. Great job, guys. Both of you. Both of you, thank you, Joe and Emilio, for joining us outside of Craven Cottage. As always, my media-savvy man, Mr. Max Cohen, <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Cohen, thank you, as always, for joining us. But we're going to wrap this up. For Joe, Max, and Emilio, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.